This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. The TalkSport fan network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So the only thing left to say is, you in? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via the app at participating restaurants, 18 plus rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Very good evening to you all uh, this evening. It is a very special edition of Extra Time. Uh, well, it always seems to be the extra time and the added time that we're talking about lately. And this tonight is because VAR have done Wolves again. I've got a list, a list of two pages. I'm like sooty tonight of things that have done Wolves. VAR, are you fed up of it? VAR, is enough enough? VAR, are you fed up of going and travelling and spending all your money to go and watch Wolves for, to be let down by VAR? VAR, should there be a fan protest? It's just, it's just all up there. We're fed up as Wolves fans about this. There are a lot of people that are not just fed up all frustrated but incredibly angry and we're going to be chewing the fat tonight if you want to get on the show tonight um all you need to do is message always walls facebook page um and you can get on the show yourself or if you want to put it in the uh in the comment section we'll try and get you on but the producer's backstage so if you do message the facebook page she's got the link and you can come and join us and have your view tonight we do have a couple of debutants as well uh and we're going to get stuck in in obviously we'll be covering the game as as always our man of the match performance rating and highlights but there's so much to get stuck into tonight i do want to say a big thank you of course before we get started to Creation War for powering uh, this special edition, this Tuesday night edition of Extra Time. They deliver the industry's latest and most advanced digital solutions at a local company. If you've got a business, get in touch with them. Uh, they'll take your, your digital uh, awareness to the next level. They help us and they're absolutely fantastic. Uh, the link is creationwolf.com and it's in the link below. We will also, obviously, tonight discuss about... Uh, couple of offers from our friends at FOCO and, of course, NordVPN. And we've done a brand new T-shirt, guys. We've done a brand new T-shirt. And you've got to stay on watch for that because we thought, why not? Because, like, people are going to want to wear something about VAR, so we've done a T-shirt. So let's get stuck in. Uh, we're going to bring on, first of all, the Lord himself. It is... Matching twin person here, Mr. Dave. Have you got the fake one from DHK because mine looks a different colour to yours. No, I've, I've got the actual proper one. I think you've got the fake <laughs> one, mate. I'm joking. Yeah. Right, yeah, I'm good, mate. I'm absolutely good. Um, obviously, a little bit down um, about last night, and we're going to be talking about that. I mean, it's 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 just. So frustrating, isn't it? It's so frustrating. Um, we've also, of course, because we have to have the voice of reason on. And he does he needs his own t-shirt, I think. So we've got the voice of reason on as well. Uh Jack, how you doing, mate? 
Yeah, not so bad you yourself. Right, Fantastic, mate. I just okay. love the fact that, yeah, I love the fact, mate, that you've always got that fancy wallpaper in the background and you've got the dark black drapes. It's like the doom is coming forward. It's like got dark black drapes. If, you, if you're listening to it on the podcast, Jack normally is sat with a beautiful um, decorative wallpaper behind him and tonight is in sombre somber mood you yeah. wasn't there last night jack but you message you were messaging me after the game because i was asking you about before i did my reaction uh regarding some of the decisions because you always say how it is and um four var decisions potentially that went against wolves last night in one game listening to it back uh on the radio on the way back as well they were laying in uh to the to the var uh we've also got uh coming back for he's been away for a while he loves his Formula One. He can't get his phone to work properly, but <laughs> never mind. It's uh, it's just second. Hello there. Hello. Oh, you've got rid of the jacket now, have you? Yes, I took it off. He's he's took it off, and uh, you know, did you watch the game last night, Giuseppe? Yes, I did. Yes, he did. Uh, so this is going to be the first half. The second half, we are going to have be having uh, come on for us. We're going to be have uh, Chris Humphreys, who's part of the eighteen seventy seven trust otherwise known as Cheerful Chris. Not sure how cheerful he will be. Uh, we will be having debutants from AJ and Richard will be making their full debuts. And I'll tell you what, no chat about VAR and last night would be complete if we didn't have, if we did not have Sooty come on as well we're making sure that he comes on after the watershed of course for for all you kids out there um it will get feisty but it's almost nearly nine o'clock anyway and we wanted to go late because it is going to be quite a passionate subject uh to talk about uh this evening jason why don't you kick us off mate i'm a bit worried about jack's backdrop because last time i seen my nan she went through one of them you know the bush with are you jack <laughs> <laughs> not, not quite, not yet. Uh, not yet. <laughs> anyway, listen, um, the problem is, because of what happened last night, you almost forget about the, the football side of things. So I actually, I, I always do anyway, but I, I just watched a recap back of the match. You can get the three-minute clips on, on Sky. But that's the thing now. All we're going to talk about tonight or in the main is VAR and the football gets forgotten. And that's such a shame. Um, let's just go through the game very briefly. Paul Markin for the first goal, really. I think it was Alex Iwobi runs through the middle. He wasn't unmarked as such, but it was just an easy run. And it and was the be, obvious. To be Go fair, on. mate, on that, yeah, it was it was a it was very slow start again because just before that, they had another opportunity from the other side that went across the face yes. of the area. The warning signs were there as well. Yeah. And long well, well, seven minutes in. This is what I mean. They're, they're putting that cross into the box, and it's an obvious run that Alex Iwobi's gonna make. It's the only run, really, that should have got picked up. And obviously, the 1 0 up. Um, Huang, for me, you know, once again, I'm, I'm, I'm going to speak more about Huang a bit later, but then he rockets one against the bar. That could have obviously changed the game. Um, I, I thought effort. we did well to get back in it, really. Bellegarde's run, we've seen him beat two players. We can we see he's going to be a really exposed, uh, explosive player. Puts the ball over to Cunha. And I'm so pleased for Cunha as well there, because that was the striker's goal, header. You know, he hasn't really been popping up in the box with his head. But Bellegarde put a great ball over, which is once again what we've been missing. And Cunha was in the right place at the right time. Then, obviously, VAR just spoiled the game for everyone. That's all everyone's talking about. And all the media outlets on social media, that's all we've spoke about today. The first penalty, there's a really good angle that VAR have shown. Uh, uh, sorry, that's been shown, which would have been obviously accessible to the AR. Is that the bit where he touches? He shows him touching the ball. Touching the ball, you see the trajectory of the ball move away in the in the in the di uh, direction he's kicked it in, and then a penalty gets given, and there's hardly any contact. Are you telling me that these people at Stockley Park who were sitting there around twenty screens and have got a benefit of slowing it down and fast forwarding it and seeing different angles? cannot pick up that that is not a penalty. So that's the first one. So that's 2-1. So straight away, our tails are between our legs then, so we know what's coming. The final penalty, <coughs> I know we're Wolves fans. Have we really got any complaints with that? 
even all the pundits are saying it was a penalty. Because it's easy for me to sit here and, and berate VAR and all the decisions against us, and then we get a penalty at the other end. And, oh, well, great, yeah, it's a penalty. Yeah, well done. But it, it, it actually was, wasn't it? You mean? Yeah, no, it was right in front of us as well. Right in front of yeah. us. He charged him. It was a penalty. He won the ball. Definite penalty. Yeah. Look how strong and powerful Quangle is to, to, to get that head out, head it forward, right into his pass. He was so hungry to score. So that's a definite penalty and he, and he converted it well. Um, then, obviously, the, the, I mean, we're back in it there. But then the third one, um, I mean, what, what can you say about that? I mean, just everything is then obviously conspired to go against us. Um, yeah, I, I've got to feel so, so, so sorry for Gary O'Neill. I mean, he was so honest in his interview. We're so lucky. To brilliant have that interview. Brilliant interview. So lucky to have that manager who really is one of the best young managers in the league now. And, and I think we're beginning to see it. he's been given a bit of time. He had a rocky start. Let's forget about all that now. We have got a good manager at the, the helm, a good, honest manager. And you know what? What a set of bollocks he's got. It's after nine o'clock. I can say the word bollocks. What a set of bollocks he has got to go in the referee's room and you just about up. made it. You just about made it, Jason, by 20 seconds. Brilliant. Uh, what, what, what a set of balls he's got because to go in the, uh, and challenge them, and that's so important. They're not getting challenged. I put a quote on social media saying, why don't the, the, the referees come out and speak? And yeah, oh, they'll, they'll give us this narrative and I'm sure they're going to be media trained. But they need to be held accountable, Dave. They really, really do. These decisions yesterday, uh, you know, we all know why VAR was set up. And if you look at the principle of VAR, why it was set up, do you know what? It could actually work very well. But in its form, the way it's being handled, it doesn't work in the slightest. And the worst decision out the lot for me, which would have been a game changer, is the Kilman situation. So let's, we've got, we've got to, this is so, so important. Forget the penalties to a degree. Look at that Kilman situation. I was arguing with the Wolves fan on Twitter today who said, oh, it was soft. It should have been a yellow. Right. Oh, my God. God. Oh, oh, it was never ascending off. Gary O'Neill hit the nail on the head. Right. So the referee said it was a soft headbutt. It's just ridiculous. So the player gets up, surely with intent. Well, why is he squaring up to Kilman? He puts his face into, he puts his head into Kilman. Whether it's a soft headbutt, what's he going to do? Break Kilman's nose to get a red card. So he's put his head into Kilman's head. Now, if Kilman had gone down, right, red card, 100%, it can't not be a red card. If Kilman hits the deck and goes to ground, it has to be a red card. It can't not be. What they're going to do, review it and go, oh, don't know about that. It's a red card. But because Kilman is an honest player, right, and this is the place that, that we want, because Kilman's an honest player, he's obviously stood his ground and not made a meal of it. Listen, there's a few of these foreign players which would have gone down. Raul Jimenez, when he was at Wolves, he would have gone down. No problem at all. Matinho, if that had happened to him, he'd have gone down. They'd have all gone down. Kilman didn't. And you know what? It's not... <laughs> that's by no means cost us. What's cost us is the poor referee and the VAR decisions. But oh my, that was the killer for me. How can that not be a red card? The penalties can always be subjective, Dave. They can. Whichever way you look at it, it's a trip in the box. It's a foul in the box. There's contact in the box. You know, the yes, thing they're not. Go on. The thing that I want to come back in on, what the things, and then we're going to get Jack coming in on on, on next one. Obviously, we've got a lot to talk about in regards to this uh, all tonight. You're absolutely right about the headbutt. Um, absolutely. He's headbutted him. Kilman, you know, you've got to respect Kilman. He doesn't play at or go down. But what is the signal, the signal that it's sending to the players? Is like well, if you're honourable and you don't go down like a back of suds, a back, a back of spuds, yeah, a bag of spuds that you've been shot, then you know you won't get the decision. But so if there's, you go there's down, third penalty. Yeah, what's his name? Tom Kearney played the game, didn't he, Dave? Went down, right? Didn't have to get down. Went down. Why did he go down? He knew he'd have a penalty in the last minute. Gets it, right? Referee didn't give it. Then it gets overturned by VAR. Yeah. Ref obviously didn't give it at first, but he's playing the game. He didn't need to get down. He did. If Kilman goes down, it's a red card. Tom Kearney did exactly the same, simulated it and got the penalty and they won the game. Was we cheated out of it? Massively. Massively. Uh, yeah, and this coming back onto that. So it's basically sending a message to uh, cheat 
is basically what it's saying is like or over exaggerate. And the other point that I want to come back on, and I'm going to bring Jack in on this as well. Uh, you've missed out the potential the, the red card for the for the penalty on Wang because that was the second well, yeah. yellow. And the you know Gary O'Neill said that you know that the officials have come back and said that should have been ascended off. So that's oh, another yeah, yeah. Yeah. down to nine men. Not just they shouldn't have even had even had nine men after the, you know that should have been ascending off two two and they're down to ten men and we've got 14, 15 minutes to go. Doesn't happen. And then the other thing that really really frustrates me is. The clear and obvious thing, the uh, the referees come out and said to Gary O'Neill when he's ch- talked about him in his room afterwards, saying, I wish they'd have sent me to the screen and I would have overturned it because looking at it back, it wasn't a penalty. However, when it comes to Wolves in the fourth minute of added time, Atwell, you know, he's, his name's there again, decides that the referee has made a clear and obvious error and everyone's saying it's not a penalty anyway. And he's decided, because it's Wolves, and this is the thing that gets me, the one wasn't, the other one, and it's, it's, he sends the ref to the, to, the, uh, to the monitor. And the referee, not many referees are going to go to the monitor and then it, at the end of the game overturn that, that decision. What yeah, they're, well, what, 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 by their potential employers, by the people that, that are paying their wages effectively. Exactly. Yeah, because they're going to argue. VAR have decided... The game, there's four incidents in one game which have yeah, all gone against Wolves. And, you know, the Wolves fans, Jack, I know you weren't there, mate, but you watch it, you go pretty much home and away. Back to you, the Wolves fans have travelled down there on a Monday, you know, some people taking time off work, going down there, it's wet, it's rainy, it's cold, just like we did at Sheffield United. 3,000 Wolves fans going down there. Fantastic voice, voices all night back in the team. I mean, the Fulham fans. I mean, where were they? I mean, they were so. I mean, I, I was. They were so quiet. Not disrespecting Fulham, but like, you, where were you? It's like even at the end, it's like we only heard a few bits every so often. It, they, the Wolves fans were magnificent back in the team throughout, but it's, it's not fair on the. On, it's not fair on the players. It's not fair on Gary O'Neill. It's not fair on the club. It's not fair on the badge. It's not fair on the fans that are paying good money to go down and support the team. If our team have lost and we've been crap, we'll say it. We or we haven't put a performance in or anything like that. We'll say it. You know, they weren't at their best last night. You know, but we fought. We got back into it twice. I thought we'd go on and win the game. I still thought we'd go in, go on the win. I said to the guy in front of me, "2-1, we'll win this. 3-2. I felt we would. But then you get that decision. And I'm quite mild-mannered and, you know, even. And I've had enough. I've had enough of excuses. I've had enough of Howard Webb with his car parking space at Compton coming down and apologising. Apologising does not cut it. It's, you know, does do the fans, does the club need to make more action about this? There's talk about, you know, um, a demonstration. There's talk about the old gold pack that are going to be doing something in the stands for the next game. Jack, you might be able to speak a little bit more about this because you're on the Match Day Experience group as well. Um, you know, about, you know, making a message, taking a stand. You know, Wolves trying to be nice. Gary O'Neill trying to be a gentleman and talk through. But, like, when you're getting peed on and laughed at every single game, it's it, it's ridiculous. These things are even themselves out. Well, we're waiting, Jack. No, absolutely. I think, you know, we've said before, haven't we, time and time and time again, you know, all you want to do is have a fair crack of it. Like you've just said, if we'd have turned up last night and got absolutely battered and lost 5-0, I'll take that because I support Wolves and I'm kind of used to it now after 20-odd years of supporting us. We get beaten by better teams. It happens. What you don't want is to travel down there, spend time, take time off work, etc. And then to be cheated out of what I thought was probably a deserved point by some absolutely diabolical decisions from a referee who, let's face it, has form. You know, this was the same referee that we had last year at home to Leeds when he lost complete control of the game. He sent Nunes off for pushing the linesman and the video footage showed that there was no push at all. He sent off uh, Johnny, didn't he? And then originally said yellow, then changed it to red. He gave them a goal when 
the whole world could see that Traore's shirt was pulled. So this referee's got form against us. And I sort of said to my dad watching the game before it even kicked off, watch this ref today. He'll have a big say in this game. And it shouldn't be like that. We shouldn't be sitting there before a game, whether you're in the stand or at home watching and saying the referee is going to have a big influence on this game. It shouldn't be like that. You know, it's, it's getting beyond a joke now. The, the referees have such a big influence with VAR now that they're almost deciding the game. You know, that, that game yesterday was decided by refereeing decisions. It wasn't anything good that Fulham did or anything bad that we did. It was what the referee decided and, and the VAR, his, his colleague in VAR, they decided the result of that game. They decided that Fulham were going to win that game by giving them two penalties that weren't penalties and failing to send off two players in the second half. That's what cost Wolves the game. That's what won Fulham the game. Nothing that Fulham did or nothing that Wolves did. It was the officials. And that's wrong. That's just absolutely wrong. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. You in? Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Giuseppe, what's your take? Well, really, I'm not really happy, really, to be fair. But but the first goal, I agree with um, with Jason. Obviously, like, we, we, we made that mistake, but, but it's not... It's it's not it's not the issue basically is that VAR VAR is just I can't I can't physically get my head around it anymore. It's how can I explain it? It's basically like corrupt basically. Yeah. But can somebody tell me, somebody tell me, please, if if I'm wrong, just just say that just say I'm wrong, right? Um, is is VAR allowed to overrule the referee? Um, well, VAR is not allowed. It is not there to overrule the referee as such, um, but it's there to guide the referee if they think the referee has made in brackets a clear and obvious mistake. And this is this is. Part of what really annoyed me about last yeah, night, yeah, in the fact that the first penalty, it was not a penalty. It well, was not a penalty. I mean, it's the opposite end to where we're. I mean, we're in this. You, you, if you've watched it on the telly, yeah, you'll probably have a much better idea than us in the stands. We're in the stands. We're in the opposite opposite end of the ground to where the uh, the Samedo penalty was. Uh, Awarded. So obviously, yeah. it goes to the VAR check. It was a very long check as well. Yeah. Um, and you know, as Jason's quite po- <laughs> pointed out, there's you know, Samedo and as Gary O'Neill points out, Samedo yeah. yeah. touched the ball before the before the player, and you know, they haven't overturned it. Okay, maybe <laughs> they're saying that's not a clear and obvious. But, 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 Giuseppe, let me finish. Okay. Maybe they're saying that. That's not a clear and obvious uh, error to the referee. Yeah. Held yeah. It but then the last penalty, the decisive penalty that they give away in give to give to she- uh, give to Fulham. I could say Sheffield United because it's like David Arbour debut in the uh, in the ninety fourth minute. The thing that makes me really really angry. Yeah, the referee has not given that penalty. He's waved play on and yeah. then played on. But Stuart Atwell. And the minions in the VAR room at Stockley Park have decided that incident is not, is a clear and obvious mistake, and yeah. sent the referee to the to the um, 
to the monitor and you know he's got once the referee is going to the monitor we all know what the answer is and that's yeah. the thing that really gets me it's like what why is one not and one is the other is it because of the club badge is it because it's wolves is it because it's Stuart yeah. Atwell who keeps keeps popping up all the time i don't know that's that's it 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 just it just winds me up it winds the fan base up there yeah, it, it does there in the stadium, you know, supporting our team. And it's like deja blooming view again, de deja vu of Sheffield United again. And it's just, I, I, if you watch my vlog, I'm saying, are they going to do it to us again? Are they going to do it to us again? And they've done it to us again, again. Yeah. But, but this is what I don't get. This is what I don't get. They do all that. They do all these angles. Why are you doing all these angles? Use, 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 use at least one angle that you can see what's going on. But why are you using all these frigging angles, the, all these silly angles? I don't get it. I don't get it. They're just... Well, Jason, why are they using all these silly angles? Because it's, <laughs> think... it's, just, it's just terrible. Because, right, as you know, as you know, I'm... I, I love my I love my football. I I watch all the leagues. I watch Serie A, um, Bundesliga, okay, yeah, yeah. the every 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 foreign league. Obviously, I was watching I was watching um Lazio and um and Celtic. Um, Celtic today, and um the referee pointed because the referee there was a foul in the Celtic uh, um in the Celtic penalty box. So the referee pointed to the spot, yeah. Then, because obviously it was the same foul that Joe Gomez did on um, I can't remember who it was. Was it? Um, Doesn't matter who it was, but I know what you mean. Yeah. Yeah. So basically, he he pointed to the spot. Then, then he uh, he was they were speaking to with the VAR, and then he went to the screen. Had a look at the screen. It was no penalty, no foul in the box. So he didn't give it. So this is why I don't get why aren't they why aren't they why aren't they telling the referee to go to the screen and have a look at this? Well, had you been sent to the screen for the first one, the referee's already told Gary O'Neill. Yeah. I mean, he's told Gary O'Neill, Jason, that he wished he'd have been sent to the screen by uh Stockley Park for the Samada yeah. one because he would have overturned it. Yeah. He said the uh, is admitted, the match officials have admitted that they got it wrong. With the Kilman <laughs> headbutt, it's like yeah, yeah a soft that headbutt. Should have been a he's um is also admitted that the uh, that Wang should have been the, the foul on Wang. The guy should have had a second yellow. Yeah. That's three. Yeah. And then he's had a bit of a disagreement with Anil about the the last one. I'm going to bring Jason in now, Jason, okay. to pick up on everything that's said. What's the answer, mate? I mean, what 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 can we as fans do? I'd like to say the old gold pack. Uh, we do the flags at Molyneux. They're looking at putting something together for the Burnley game. Yeah. What, what you're going to do, if you're going to put an argument to it, you've got to take out the word corruption. And that's important because um, you can't prove it. And then all of a sudden, it, it almost underlines the pointlessness of what you're doing. It looks like it's, it's a bit of a, you know, you're, you're clutching at straws, really. So you've got to have a more structured argument towards it. So the word to use, if you're going to do any displays and banners, is not the word corruption. I agree. Yeah, they can just they can just you know discard that almost immediately, right? I think um, wolves, if wolves to compare to Everton, you know they did their thing. I think we need to be a little bit more clever with what we absolutely. say. Absolutely, I think we do, we do need to be boxer, and I think the fans do need to do something because it's only going to get worse. They're talking today now, but bringing it in for throwing some free kicks. Our game, so you see, we get to the match. The match kicks off at three o'clock. When I was ten, eleven, you'd. You'd, I wouldn't go, you know, if I wasn't going to the match, I'd turn grandstand on and quarter to five, all the matches would be finishing, right? It's now sometimes five past ten past five before matches are finishing. It's ridiculous. They just go on and on and on, right? Now, if you think about it, if they're going to slow games down for throw-ins and free kicks and corners, these games will never end. It'll burn the players out and it'll burn us as supporters out. It's not even fair on supporters by doing that supporters that travel the width and breadth of the country to go and watch their club 
all over, you know, trains relying on public transport to be treated in, in such a, a ridiculous way. Gary O'Neill has gone into the ref yesterday in the comfort of his own dressing room. That ref can say what he wants. Gary O'Neill has come out and said what the ref has said. We believe Gary O'Neill. The ref could turn around and say, I didn't say that to Gary O'Neill. So why don't they get the ref out to speak to the cameras? Why don't they get, I mean, you just ask them the questions. Do you think the referee is going to speak to the cameras like he did to Gary O'Neill? Not in a million years. Of course he isn't, right? But they do need to be held accountable. This can't keep happening. This really is such a simple idea and process that they've come up with. VAR should work like goal line technology. It either was or it wasn't. And he's the definitive answer. Why is it now that when we used to go down the pub after the match years ago and the ref had made a decision, we'd almost forget about it. It was just part of the game. And we accepted it. We can't accept this because it's not part of the game. It, well, it's the game now. It's This is all we're focusing on. VAR is taking over football completely. And if they do bring it, I mean, they're on about this thing bin now. So the refs are already getting absolute pelters, right? They're getting decisions wrong all the time. Then VAR getting decisions wrong. Oh, I know. Do we send him off? Do we give him a yellow card? What should we do? Oh, I know. We'll give him a gold card now, an orange card. We'll, we'll simbin him for 10 minutes. Oh, my good God. It's just turning into a circus. I mean, do you know listen, what? Do you know what, Jason? I was listening to this early because uh, this sin bin thing has been running uh, in the background in the lower leagues for for about three or four years. And there was, I was listening to the radio talk sport, and the referee came on that was part of that, and he said it was it really made a difference. The sin bin. I'm not saying that's what should happen, but they are voting on this in March next year, and sin binning. From what was said on the radio today, if it's a six to two vote, could come into the Premier League from next season. Okay, now if you it, I don't mind anything that enhances our game and helps our game, right? VAR isn't. We can talk about what might happen with you know free kicks, corners, and simbins, etc. But right now, this is not helping our game at all. All you see on the social media channels, all you see on media outlets, all we seem to talk about is VAR. We're not talking about Huang. Smashing one against the bar, the perfect penalty straight down the middle, bursting through. We're not talking about any of that, are we? We're talking about a referee making well, them exactly. And the referees, so if we're going to do that, get them out, get them out to speak at the end of the games. Get them out. Won't, to speak. Like, Jason, Jason, you you were there because, like, we talked to Johnny Phillips, if you remember, yeah. about this yeah. uh, when we had a podcast, um, and we, we were yeah. overdue an in-person podcast, by the way, so we'll yeah. have to sort one soon. Um, but we had Johnny Phillips on as a guest, didn't we? And we asked him about this, Johnny Phillips. Does it, yeah. would he, uh, how does he feel about the referees? He was dead set against it, weren't he, coming out and talking? Well, maybe so, He's but where do we go with this? Because these referees now, then we get an apology, like you said, from Howard Webb. And it goes again. The cycle continues. They'll drop him into the championship for a fortnight. Then he's back. It's not good enough. It doesn't work. So they've got to do something else. So why don't they mic the refs up? Why don't they let the refs I, be? Because I, they're scared I, I, that they're going to get found out. Jason, I'm all for, personally, if you if you watch the rugby and stuff like that, I'd like, from a, from a fan just in a stadium... Yeah. When we, we sat there, don't, not not knowing what the bloody hell's going on half the time, yeah. sat in around yeah. waiting. I'd love to be able to hear the referee Absolutely. and the And I'm going to offend and upset people by saying this, but football is a completely different sport to rugby. Right from grassroots level, right from the parents around the side of pitches, right into the stands at rugby, right onto the pitch at rugby, it's completely different. There's so much more respect in that sport than there is in our sport. So that's I part of the reason why they can't mic them up because players would be swearing. The rest of it, it just wouldn't, it, it just wouldn't, it wouldn't actually be great listening. We think it would be, but it wouldn't be, you know. No, no, I, 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 we I, get a bit more Jason, transparency. Jason, I agree with what you're saying on that point. You make that, that makes a really, really good point. But from a, from a, from a fan point of view, it, it, it's a spectacle. You know, you go, you, you, you're leaving games at like, half 10 at night travelling down to Fulham with that and like you just left empty and they don't you just left and empty. You know what? everything is geared around money in this game everything's geared around the TV rights they don't care about fans at all that's gone we're a byproduct 
But they should care about fans now. They, should, they, they need to be caring the fans and the fans are, yeah, without the fans without the without the fans there is no product we yeah, saw but we are not we are not the, the money pandemic. generators days we're not the money generators are we not, the tv no. companies are the money generators but without, my 900 quid season ticket ain't making that much difference it's no, not they and so the, jason you're right they could play most clubs could play with empty stadiums i mean you know look at the lot you know the smaller clubs but the fans generate the atmosphere and they generate the, the fans are the largest. I've seen so many people on social media who were saying, Oh, do you know what? I'm not even that bothered about going. You know, when I Jack. was 10 years ago, I'm just going to say this if I miss the match, I'll be gutted. If I miss the match now, I don't give a shit because it's after half nine. Jack, this is a point that you've raised and we've talked about, and this is very, very important. And I'm sure that we'll talk about this in the second half of the show as well. Fans are the lifeblood of of the sport. Yeah, the players get paid. The referees are becoming, you know, you know, are becoming like mini celebrities in their own, you know, their own right. Even the bloody people in Stockley Park behind the walls are start starting to become the, the, the as Jason said, the talking point. The football should be the talking point. We talked about like the game against Tottenham, the joy. It, you know, nothing ruined that. That was a brilliant. It was all about the football. It was all about the last-minute goals. It was a great game for both. You know, from both teams going at each other. But VAR becomes the talking point, and it, you know, you can accept it as a fan once, and you think twice. But like this, even if this was Liverpool, if it was Man United, if it was Man City last night, they'd be talking about this on the main channels for two weeks. Two weeks. You look look what happened to Liverpool the other week and Jurgen Klopp. Oh, let's replay the whole game. It's like even the, 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 on the way home last night they're going. It's Wolves again. It's like I mean this channel's called Always Wolves. It's always Wolves that's getting these blooming de decisions all the time. You know it's frustrating, Jack. You know what is the answer? What is the answer, mate? What what is the answer? How are you feeling? Because you've had messages. You've told me of people that have been going down the Molyneux. To watch the Wolves home and away, 20, 30 years, who were saying, enough, I can't do this. I've had someone on my international fan deleting the Premier League app and the fantasy football. People not wanting to go, can't be bothered. It's it, they're, they're, they're falling out of love with the beautiful game because of incompetence. Incompetence. Absolutely. I, I... I don't have the answers. I think I think there's two things that I think we need to do as 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 football to get us back on the right track or sort of getting there. Number one, and I said this two weeks ago, Howard Webb's position is untenable. He has got to go. The situation is far, far, far worse now than when he was appointed a year ago. Absolutely. Every every bullet point that he made when he was appointed about transparency, accountability, standards. He's failed on every single one. If he was a manager, he'd have been sacked. If he was a player, he'd be on the transfer list. He needs to go. And the second thing we need to do is we need to start calling out cheating. Tom Kearney last night cheated. Harry Wilson cheated. George Baldock two weeks ago cheated. Fabian Shaw cheated. Wang cheated at Bournemouth to get their bloke sent off. OK, let's call out when it's our players as well. OK, yeah, yeah, yeah. it's not helping the game, is it? Cheating players yeah. pretending that they've been caught and going over, pretending they've been hit and falling over, you know, pretending they've got a head injury to stop the game when there's a team on the counter attack, all these kind of things. OK, this is what people are falling out of love with. You know, football is not the game of, you know, burger vans and pink papers and, you know, leather boots and, and you know, metal crossbars that people used to love and all that kind of stuff. It, it's gone so far right. away from that. Now. You know, and I think we're going to struggle to get that back. But what we've got to do is we've got to acknowledge, OK, where things have gone badly wrong. And Howard Webb is a massive, massive part of that because he came in with all these big promises like a politician. Oh, vote for me. Make me the chief of PGML. I'll sort this out. I'll do this. I'll do this. And he has failed miserably on every single parameter you could possibly have. So he has got to go and he's got to go now. And then you've got to start calling out these players and saying, well, hang on a minute. OK, we can blame VAR and we can blame the referee for those crap penalties last night. But Harry Wilson, if he stays on his feet, there's not a decision to make. It's the fact that he's dived. Let's call it what it is. He's dived and the referee's bought it and given him a penalty or VAR's bought it and given him a penalty. That's why we're having these conversations, isn't it? 
if let's be honest about it, players are cheating. Absolutely. And I've got Manny on where he is because Manny literally is sitting with his Wolves top on, looking very suave and sophisticated. Hello. Oh, he's having I'm, having a, I'm, having a I'm having a pedicure. I'll put that on Twitter. This is a first for the channel. Forget VAR. <laughs> this is a first Manny having a pedicure. I'm going to look after those feet. Feet are valuable to me. You put your foot in it now, ain't you? Yeah, everyone put everyone put your feet up. Yeah, uh, brilliant. I've just yeah, cleared well, immigration. Manny, you've just gone through. You're on your way back from India. You're at Delhi Airport. Yeah, um, it's so um. We've you, so we've got you coming. We've just been talking about VAR. We've been talking about the incidents very, very passionately <coughs> about how. Yeah. You know, enough is enough. You know, the fans are going there. It's not fair on the club, the players, the coach, the, yeah. band, the fans. Yeah. You know, you yeah. would have watched the game. Obviously, you go to most games. You know, a yeah. lot of 3,000 fans going down there last night to get that again. Four decisions. Four yeah. decisions in one game. Yeah. yeah. You know, give us your thoughts. Man, you know what? If you bought a, a washing machine, super-duper thing, and no one knew how to use it, didn't have a clue how to use it. It would just be a pile of junk, wouldn't it? Just sitting in the corner. And that's what VAR is. They bought this system and no one's got a clue how to use it. No one knows how to interpret, how to use the, you know, the rules. Nobody, you know, the, when they look on slow motions, they're looking for contact. It's not a batsman's edge you're looking for. You're looking for a foul. Is it a foul or not? Not contact. So at the moment, we've got a group of people who don't know how to use the system. So that system is a pile of junk. It is literally like scrap metal. It should be put at the end of the street for the scrap metal men to collect and thrown in the bin until we get a group of competent people who know how to use it. We don't know how to use it. We employed somebody called Howard Webb, who was quite a controversial referee anyway, to make improvements. And this is his improvement. Bloody hell. If he well, worked for you... Jack, Jack is basically saying... He should be sacked. He should be gone. He should. 100%. You know, one apology is probably one too many. How many have we had? You know, it's like ridiculous. Like car parking space. Yeah, I know. So, um, uh, you know, it's uh, for me, that's the, that's the problem. The problem is we've got a system and nobody knows how to use it properly. Nobody knows what they're um, looking at. The referees have almost like lost confidence as well, I think. Some of the... The odd good referee has probably lost confidence as well. Is VA got, are, are going to back him up or are they going to go against against them? So, for me, it needs binning. It just needs throwing in the bin until we can get a competent... And I think, you know, people saying about, oh, protesting, what does it do? But how do you get any change? How do you, um, uh, you know, tell people about your displeasure? You do it by being vocal. So, even if it doesn't make any change... What it brings is it brings togetherness, brings fans together. The players are calling it out. The managers are calling it out. The fans are calling it out. And it tells the authorities we're not happy. Whether they listen to us or not, okay, that's a different point. But we still can't be just, oh, well, protesting. I mean, if, if we had that approach, then none of the changes in Manny, history would have happened, would they? Manny, keep doing the same thing. You get the same results. And unless we vote for this change yeah. and do something yeah. nothing will change and we've got to do it without and it, and it works you know it works if, you know if you get like we've seen what um everton did after that 10 point penalty while other clubs are getting away scot-free so i don't blame them you know if they did wrong they deserve the punishment but i can see where they come from and and and, and we have to be together on this we can't just say half-hearted go into any sort of protest and think well i don't really think well I'm sorry, that's football without the fans is nothing. It's absolutely nothing. In this country, if you took the fans away from football, it, I mean, in Saudi Arabia, they, they have uh, football without fans, don't they? <laughs> yeah. Who watches right. that? Nobody again, around the world. Because of how the sport's funded, they don't need fans. And that's yeah, they don't. But what I'm saying is, Jake, our game goes worldwide because of the fans as well, not just the yeah. what happens on the pitch, because of the the way the British culture follow the game and the passion they have, and it's the number one sport. And, you know, it's just, um, it's nothing. And they, 
and and it's not fun to go, is it? You can't. We've I've done it in the past, gone to Brighton on a Tuesday and bloody Palace on a Monday, and you guys went to Fulham. It's stupid the amount of money people pay, and then you get oh man, this system that just is designed to actually ruin things. I I, I will accept the referee from now on getting things wrong. I'll accept it, and we can just lambast the referee without having to talk about a system that also gets it wrong. The the olden days of the mistakes they made were better than where we are now. Let's be Absolutely. honest. Manny, I just want to come in because there's someone that wants to make a comment, which I think spot on and also quite humorous. Tommy Taylor says Manny has nailed it. Yeah. Manny, tell that young lady to bazooka that Veruca. <laughs> what do you think about VAR? No, she didn't have any any comment to make. <laughs> Brilliant. Just like the, uh, just like the. Oh, mate, that that is quite funny. Um, listen, I've just I've been sent. He's gone off. He's pressed the wrong button, hasn't he? <laughs> See you, Dave. Right then. So now we've is got that Howard Webb? We'll run, it, we'll run it the way we want it. I'm sorry about that. Yeah. Oh, he's back. <laughs> I'm sorry about that. We thought we got rid of him. Howard <laughs> Webb got to me. Howard Webb got to me. I was just going to say, I've been sent, um, obviously there's looking at being a, a demonstration, a protest of sorts uh, yeah. next week. I've been sent yeah. uh, these designs by the old gold pack, which ah, I will uh, yeah. try and share with you if I can. Yeah. And uh, I need to, uh, first of all, I just need to uh, turn it round on the... Uh, on the thing, so uh, just carry on talking for a second, Jason. You were coming in there, was I? Do you know what? In a perverse sort of way, you know, when they say, um, I've, I've been thinking about this whether it's good, you know, when they say, Oh, you know, it evens itself out. The way Wolves have, have remonstrated about how we've been hard done to and the blatant decisions that have gone against us, and how all the media have had our back, surely there's going to be refs. In the second half of this campaign, we're thinking, <laughs> shall I? We're going to win every game. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I mean. You know, in a, in a perverse sort of way, it could conspire in our favour at the end. Listen. I, I don't think they care. Let me just show you. I don't think they care. Let me just show you this anyway. Um, this has been... Make sure you put the right picture on, Dave. Don't go through your gallery. I know, yeah. Here we go. So, um... oh. is that right now? Still not right. Still not right. Get Giuseppe to do it. He's even got his phone the right way around. Oh, it is. It is right. Yeah, Giuseppe. <laughs> here we go. This has been um, this has been sent via the. Um, I think they've put it out on social now. But this is some of the banners yeah. that they're looking at. Uh, they're looking at putting out. If I can put it up for you, just processing now. <clears throat> These are the sort of um, leaflets they're looking at doing. The, this is the old gold pack. Uh, you can find mm. them on um, Twitter. They're obviously a group of fans. They like to remain anonymous. Uh, they've done a great job with the flags and the banners and stuff like that. But if you can see, these are some of the flyers. Give us back our game. No apologies, no flowers, just fairness. Show VAR the red card. Anti-VAR, as we've said tonight, enough is enough. Uh, they want to be able to print as many as possible. Um, so there is, if you go on to their I website, like that. I like that enough, enough is enough in gold and black because that's what Lamina said and that's what um, uh, Gary O'Neill said and that's what the fans will say. You know what I mean? I think it's, it, it brings everything together because um, Lamina put that on his yeah. post, didn't he? Enough is enough. The messages there are right, aren't they? If you start, like I said, you start using the word corruption, cheat... You're just yeah. losing the argument. Do you know what? Absolutely. This is why we've got to be smart and clever with what, with how we say it. Uh, they've <clears> tweeted, <throat> we don't normally show designs but before the day of a game, but these are the designs that they plan to print. How many they get depends on you out there. Volunteers to hand them out, people to hold them, but most importantly, donations to buy them. So if you were, uh, you know, because obviously they've got to print them off. So if you go on to the old gold, uh, pack.co.uk forward slash donate uh, it will help get as many of these pr uh, printed and produced as, as possible so that the, uh, they can be held up at the game I suppose uh, again, I think it's against Burnley they're hoping to do that but those are some of the designs that they're looking at doing which uh, I wanted you guys uh, to see 
Um, Jack, you've heard what Manny's had to say. Do you want to come in on some of his points? I, I think Manny's spot on. I think you know we can talk about VAR as as a as a as a thing, but it's 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 essentially it's a tool, isn't it, for the referees? And if they're not good enough to use it, then it's never going to work. And I I think we can, you know, again talk about VAR. The standard of officials is shocking. You know, we talked about Salisbury earlier. We've got Banks on Saturday. He's fucking awful. You know, we've got, you know, Coot's terrible, isn't he? Hooper's awful. There's, just, there's so many poor referees in the Premier League. I mean, I'm, I've got the Champions League on in the background. And the referee from uh, PSG Newcastle is, is the, the chap from Poland who did the World Cup final. He's unbelievable. He's a fantastic referee. Now, you can't tell me. Pay him, pay him and bring him over. Pay him. 100%. 100%. These referees in Europe are fantastic and they would improve the game so yeah. well because they'd make less mistakes so you wouldn't need VAR as much and it would only be there for, for example, Old Trafford on the first day of the season when the referee misses Onana clattering Kalajic. He misses, doesn't see it and the VAR can then step in or should do and say, you've missed that, go back and give the penalty. Instead, because the referees are making so many errors during the game, VAR's involved six, seven, eight times a game, and that's why it's, we all hate it so much. Absolutely. That, that's uh, a good story. Can I just interject there? That's a great point about the uh, bringing in rest from abroad. They're spending that much money on VAR. Why don't they? I know Carl Henry's been going on about grassroots football, and we've all seen what's happened on social media with that. But why don't they just plough money? into attracting referees to the game, into getting the best education for the referees and to getting, i.e., the best referees from abroad. We do it with the players. We get all the, 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 the best players coming to play in this country. Why can't we do that with the rest? It's the best league in the world and we're relying on homegrown talent. No, let's go abroad. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I can hear the pedicure. Oh, it's like, absolutely boiling my feet. Oh, wait, look, it's just boiling it away. There's nothing going to be left of them. It's just finished. I don't want to say. Red card. <laughs> you need that for that walk to Newcastle, mate. You need it at the end. I'm bloody hell. Yeah. If you've got any. No, you know left. what I just said. You know, I'm in. A comparable league to the Premier League in sport is the Indian Premier League in cricket. It's the supreme league in cricket, and the Indians are mad. You know what? They don't have hardly any Indian referees. They're all from all around the world. They go and get the best umpires who can umpire a game of cricket and bring them to their league because they've got the best league in the world. So they want the best umpires in the world. And that's exactly what the Premier League should do, is they should scour the planet and say, we're going to pick a group of 12 best and we're going to pay them what they want because we've got the best league in the world. Uh, and they'll come. They'll all come. Like right, the Polish chap and the Italians and the Spaniards, they'll come and referee our game. And what it will do to the local ones, and obviously you don't want to tread all over, you know, British refereeing, but it will it will be a pick-me-up. It will be, uh, like Jason says, uh, uh, maybe a revolution in the way they train, bring referees through. A bit like, you remember the managers who came in? When the Premier League started, we had an influx of foreign managers. Yeah. And it, and then British managers had to up their game. You know, Absolutely. And, um, Absolutely. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I think that's a really good point. Right, guys, we're going to start to close this section of the show because we're coming up to 50 minutes. Uh, Giuseppe, do you want to just uh, give us your performance rating, man of the match, and uh, your highlight of the day from yesterday? Uh, okay, uh, I'm going to give it a six. A six. You man of the match. Man of the match. I'm going to give it Huang because Huang is he's going to become a really good player for us. Fantastic. And your highlight of the day. Um, when Huang scored that penalty. Huang scored the penalty. Jack, over to you. Uh, if you want to finish off any other points on on the VAR, I think one of the things that. Uh, and then come to that, you were you, like we were talking about, and I don't think you got a chance to say you'd had a few people that talked to you about stopping going. Uh, yeah, I, I, and again, I think that it's a major part, isn't it? You know, people just want to see us treated fairly, you know, and, and people at the minute don't feel like we're getting that. You know, I was talking to a friend of mine on the phone just before we did this, and, and he used the word vendetta. He, he thinks that the referees and the officials have got a vendetta against Wolves. Now, whether you think that's a little bit strong or not, you can't blame him for having that opinion. 
because the evidence is staring us in the face. You know, we had four decisions yesterday go against us. We've had three or four others across the season. You know, so I understand completely why people feel like that and, and why they're looking and thinking, well, I'm paying £700, £800 for my season ticket. And yet in, what, five, six of those games, I know we're going to get cheated out of a result. So why would I bother paying? So I, I think we've got to be careful as a as a football society, if you like, that we don't sort of put people off actually attending games because as Jason and Manny and, and Giuseppe have said, fans are the lifeblood of the game. You know, football without fans is nothing is what they always say, isn't it? So we've got to be careful of that. Uh, just going on to onto the game, um performance rating I'll give with Giuseppe, six out of ten. You know, we weren't we weren't at our best. You know, we, we, we probably did enough for a draw overall, but not our best. There'll be better days to come. Uh man of the match, Cunha, I thought he was excellent carrying the ball. And uh, my highlight was his goal. It was a brilliant move by Semedo and then to Belgard, a great cross and a, a really difficult header, actually, because the ball's kind of almost behind him and he has to sort of generate the power and gets it right down in the corner. So, yeah, it was a great goal from a, a really good player. Uh, well said, mate. Well said. Uh, Jason? Aren't you going to get to Manny? Well, Manny's disappeared off... Uh... <laughs> from the next... Manny's got the same signal and phone as he has in England. Hello. <laughs> um, for me, performance rating six and a half out of ten. Like I said, we wasn't at our at our best. Obviously, that was pretty evident. Um, it was still a, a, a reasonable performance in parts, but just not as fluid as we've been used to recently. Uh, six and a half out of ten. Um, man of the match for me, Huang. I just thought he was incredible. He's getting stronger and stronger. Um, for me, he's one of our best players. I, I think we, we haven't even seen the best of him yet, neither. So, Huang for me. Two, I'm going for two moments, Dave. Firstly, Kilman for being as respectful as he was and being a real man and not going down like a flipping wet lettuce. And secondly, Gary O'Neill for booting the doors off the referees for being changing room and going in and having a word. So, that's my moment of the match. Fantastic. Uh, Manny, yours? Um, you know what? I watched the first 20 minutes. They were 1-0 down. And then I fell asleep because it was 3 o'clock in the morning. And I woke up as Wang was taking the penalty to make it 2-all. So I watched all the last bit. Now, I was really livid because of the, the penalty decision at the end, not even knowing what had, had happened with Samedo. I didn't even know about that. I was already livid. And I only saw the Samedo incident um, afterwards on social media. So... I can't really performance. I don't really know how they played. Um, uh, obviously, a, a defeat's a defeat, so I don't really want to rate that. Um, the moment, I'll give the moment to the um, to Belgard for producing a cross, a cross in open yeah. play that we headed into the net. How long has it been since we had a, like a cross like that just floated, hung up, and then the striker like buries it into the net with a, a decent header, even though. It, you know, he, he, he shouldn't really miss from there. Uh, we haven't scored goals like that. So that's quite exciting to see him put a ball in like that. Hopefully that's something for the future. Um, and man of the match, I don't know, I'll, I'll, I'll give it to him. I think it's, it's, it's like with Neto away and, you know, he's a talisman and, and doing so well. You need someone to step up. And I think he has, even though we lost against Sheffield United and we lost against... Um, Fulham, they shouldn't have been defeats really, and 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 he's had a part to play, so I'll give it him. Fantastic, uh, Jason. Just finally, before we go, you've got your uh, your book launch on Thursday. If you want to just tell yeah. people a little bit about that, so Cleveland Arms this Thursday, uh, seven pm. We've got Neil Edwards there from the eighties, Jeff Palm from the seventies. We've got Tony Dinning from the nineties, and we've got Jackie Gallagher as well from the eighties. So I'm interviewing four players. Only a 10-minute interview each, 10, 15 minutes each. Um, obviously, the book's been launched, but you'll be able to come and buy it and see. It's in the club shop, selling really well in the Wolves Club shop. I think uh, they've sold nearly all 150 copies. The same with Waterstones. They've nearly sold all theirs as well. I've sold over 500. All the costs have been met now. So there's over £3,000 being sent to the charities. These will all be gone oh, by yeah. Christmas. I can't say that enough. They will be gone by Christmas. So... Getting fast, talesandattack.co.uk. If you can come Thursday, you can get it signed by four of the players in the book. Over and out. VAR. See you there, Jason. Thank Good you, sound effects. That was. Hold on. <laughs>
Yeah, nice one. Uh, guys, thank you ever so much, Manny. We'll let you get on and finish off your pedicure and have a safe flight back to the UK, mate. And we'll uh, hopefully yeah, see, see you at Arsenal. See you yeah. at Arsenal, yeah. See you at Arsenal. Yeah. And Giuseppe, no thank problem. you very much, Jack. Okay, no problem. Giuseppe, good day, Good debut. Well done, yeah, man. Nice one. Well I thought he was our new signing when I saw him come up. I thought we unveiled a new signing, Giuseppe <laughs> Twasi. Twasi. He's got the name for it, hasn't he? he yeah, yeah. Has. Right, God bless you all. Okay, cheers. See ya. See ya. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around, you've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates are already booked in for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order McDelivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.